Hey all, Jordan Harbinger from The Art of Charm here. The Art of Charm podcast is packed with wisdom in the truest sense of the word, from how to become more productive to how to expand your personal and professional networks and manage relationships if you're in one. Productivity, persuasion, influence, time management, biohacking, and a whole lot more. Find The Art of Charm podcast in the Podcast One app or go to podcastone.com. Sounds good now. I'll step back. Also, I will say we talk about this uh, frequently on the show. Um, yeah, you love to. Even though we do like these long, like we did a five-minute long sound test, before, like sound check before this, right? <laughs> the second we start to go, the second the show starts, the first thing you do, I move the microphone. You move the microphone, which is like I don't understand. It's like a tick almost. Like it's your thing you love to do. So it's like your it's like your move. Like how David Letterman used to just flip the pen in his hand. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, yeah. You do the you do the mic. You like to sit there and just. All right. Well, I would say this. I feel like any broadcaster, right? It's at some point when you're in this business, you become like obsessed with the microphone. Like you enjoy the mic. Don't you love a microphone? Yeah, but I only know one other broadcaster that sexually assaults a microphone like you do. <laughs> Actually, do I need to play the disclaimer yes. before I say the word yes. sexually assault? I, okay. Yes. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Well, well, anyways, I only know two. I only know one other person. You know, like every broadcast. No, no, I only know one other person that sits there and is notoriously known for just shaking the microphone right when they talk. Because here's the thing. Now, I'll admit, I adjust the microphone too when I'm doing like live radio because you're moving around a lot. Like, yeah. we stay idle for pretty much an hour. So once the microphone's set, it's pretty good. But I'll admit, I'll sit there and I'll do a little, you know, before a break. Let's say I'm playing a Taylor Swift song, you know, I, before I actually cue my microphone, I'd adjust my microphone, get it right there. And then you're and good. And then I would talk, right? But now I know it's good. Like, it's not like it moves, you know? Well, you I just, can't. like, it'll be in a great position for you, right? And then, or it'll be in an awesome position, right? And then you'll sit there, and you'll, like, make a move, and you'll come over to the left. And as opposed to just moving your body back over to the center, you're like, it's very, um, yeah, it's very, I don't want to say the name, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I think I do know who you're talking about. You know. I can't wait till we can get a wireless Handheld, so I can just use that the entire time. So you I would, love that. You know what I think you I would like really the like? Mic. No, even better. What I want to get you? What? One of those old school Britney Spears boy bands, like the oh, mics that loop around? around your ear, and it just comes in right there, like oh, an earpiece headphone. I like that, like Tony Robbins at his um, retreat. Exactly. So that way you can sit there, you can dance, you can move your fingers, you can do whatever you want to. And you, the microphone's always in perfect position. Well, look, welcome to the Hey Frazier podcast. We are your host, Sarah Frazier, Sammy K, and there's so much show to talk about. I'm not. Not even gonna lie. Or would you like one of the Broadway microphones? You know um, what I'm talking what about? Is the Broadway the ones where like you have to show up like an hour early because they actually run the microphone through the seam like so like where your part is in your hair, the cord would come down there and it would just dangle right there above your head. Almost like a dingleberry, but for your forehead. <laughs> yeah. And that's a microphone. It just sits right I'll there. Take that too. Okay, yeah. Um so okay, I have a million stories, by the way, that I want to run by you. Uh, first of all, I feel, I feel like I have found your wife in Amherst, Massachusetts. This is the woman who was so drunk she tried to get into a bar over the weekend by using a piece of pizza as her identification. Oh. I hope you've read, <laughs> hope you've read wow, that Wow, okay. I may have to reevaluate my relationship right I now. Know. Nothing against who you're seeing. I like her already. But I'm just saying, this. you might want to pursue this. jeez. Well, okay? Just saying that. Also, speaking of pizza, that could be the theme of this song or this show. We have to talk about this fake news story that is happening here in D.C. about making nationwide news about a guy who owns a pizzeria, and they're using the hashtag Pizzagate, who's been accused of running a child pedophilia ring. An elite occult pedophilia ring just for the Democratic Party. 
Okay, it is bananas when you hear this story. And if it's, at this point, we have to assume it is fake. And it is the saddest freaking thing. Like, this guy's business is just being destroyed. Mm-hmm. But then I have a question about it, which you did answer prior to the show, but I, I want to ask that All question. Right. Um, and then also, we have uh, our inspirational video is out. We want to play that for you, tell you where you can see it mm-hmm. and watch it. That was an amazing day. Um, so we'll play a little clip for you and tell you where you can see that. Uh, also, our live show is coming up. It's our one-year anniversary. <laughs> How do I look for a year old? Are you excited? No, I think you should do. Yes, I'm remember excited. The, are you going to try to throw it back to that first show? Like, are you going to try to, like, you know, so that way people that were at the first show can see little, almost like Easter eggs. How they do Easter eggs in movies for, like, you know, really, like, for, for the people that are really into it. I don't even remember the first show, which was, like, last January, I think. Well, I was saying, if anything, you should dress like a horse again, because I remember the first show <laughs> extremely well, and I believe you looked like a horse. No, that... Or was that the second show? That was the most recent show. You looked like a horse then? Wasn't it the one with the blue jumpsuit, and you brought up the picture of the woman riding dressage in a blue jumpsuit? Oh, but instead I accidentally showed a a butthole covered in chocolate cake to the entire audience? Okay, maybe that was the last show. I've just been trying to block it out. I've been trying to block that out. Sorry. Move on, move on. I was like, but we we said we were going to start with... Yeah, and it's not my fault, okay? It was connected, and then something happened with the connection, and it showed a butthole. Oh, my God. Uh, So, anyway, our next live show is going to be December 9th. It's a Friday night. DCimprov.com if you want tickets. All of our shows have sold out. You are going to want to get your seat now. And we are doing a, these are a few of our favorite things from the year. So we are doing Sammy Rant. Mm-hmm. You also had this great idea. I can't wait to play this because I've been trying to think about questionable things that I might have regretted. Sarah, you know how I mentioned sometimes that you say ideas on the air before they're completely full. And then it kind of like, we don't have a name for this idea. We don't have any concept. It's a good idea. But pretty much the theory behind it, like, I don't have a name for it yet, though. Oh, I thought we were calling it. Do you stand by? Like it? stand by or stand by or leave it. And the stand whole, by or stand down. Stand by or stand. Okay, we can call it now. Congratulations, guys! You just were part of the thought process of Hey Frage. The thing will be called Stand By or Stand Down, in which we're going to play old segments of ours from over the last year, in which you and I may have said some over-the-top things, okay? I already have the clip. I already have the clip that I want to play for you, but I am concerned that if people in the audience are there that this is about, it might cause major drama. Oh, I don't give a shit. We're going to play it all, okay? (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways, so anyways, you would play that clip, right? And then after we play it, it's me saying something crazy, asinine, some off-the-wall rant, whatever, and then I have to sit here, and I have to either agree to stand by it or to stand down (laughs) and to sit there and completely eat my words. Oh, it's going to be a great show. DCimprov.com. Tickets are 20 bucks. You need to get them now. This thing is going to, this issue is going to sell out. It's going to be so sold out. This shit is just going to hit the fan. Wow. Okay. Good thing I played the disclaimer a few minutes ago. <laughs> I'm in a feisty mood today. Yeah, I don't I can know why. tell. Because it's the holidays. It's right before the holidays. I'm heading to Detroit today with Dano. Ugh. What's that? What, what you're vomiting in your Sir, mouth? Over only our- because it's so cold there right now. Is it snowing? Oh, it's it's already snowing, isn't it? There you uh, have snow. Actually, that's a good question. I haven't checked. I, all I know is that he told me that the other night when he checked the weather, it felt like 17 degrees. So I threw my long undies in. It felt like... Is he already there? <laughs> no, no. Oh we're, we're driving today. You're we're, driving. Yes, he's making us sandwiches. You know what, and Sarah? I'm leaving the improv and picking him up, and then we're going to drive out to uh, Detroit. I do have to commend you. <laughs> like, I really do have to commend you, okay? For what? Why? Because you are the... I mean, I think anyone who has been in a long-term relationship and is trying to break up with their significant other, take notes, because Sarah's got it down pat. She's like, I'm going to drive him fucking crazy. You're going to drive during... Thing- you're literally going to drive... The Tuesday before Thanksgiving to Detroit. Yeah, we're driving. We're leaving it like right after the show. And you show. expect that when you come, when you guys coming back? Sunday. No one else is driving home from Thanksgiving vacation on Sunday, Sarah. That sounds like a great idea. I know we're gonna have to leave super early. No, you guys are gonna be in the car for like twenty four hours. Okay. Today? You think today? Twenty four hours. How long is it to drive out there? Like what? eight hours. Eight hours. Okay, yeah, it'll easily be twelve hours there, twelve hours back. You easily. think today's a big travel day, Sarah? Sarah, yesterday I went to. Oh, actually, no. Here's a story. I went to New York yesterday. I was going to say, I want to know what's going on in your life. I went to New York yesterday, right? And even then, on the Monday, right? And I left in the middle, right? It still took me. I was on the road from probably, you know, let's say 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, and you're talking about, so I spent like five and a half hours there, five and a half hours back. I spent literally a couple hours in New York. 
And what the like traffic an hour was just and a half mess. in New York, maybe it was a mess. Yeah. And how much? Okay, so you were going up there to get euchre flour. Well, Sarah, thanks for giving away trade secrets for snack ones. Oh. I really appreciate it. <laughs> beat that out. Beat that out. God, okay. God. Now you like. This. Okay. So I was I going up there to get some stuff from our man, from one yeah, of our beat manufacturers. That out. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So from your manufacturer. From one of our manufacturers, right? Because if you get like a certain product from them, and um, so I went up there and I ordered like in hundred. Like I initially would get like. 30, 40 pounds at a time, right? Which okay. is a lot, right? But now our production has scaled up so much. We had a 400-pound order I needed to bring in, and the shipping was going to be crazy. And when I looked at what the cost of shipping was, I realized that I could rent a car for 26 bucks, drive wow. up to New York, right? And people are like, but the tolls. Um, check out your rental car place. Most rental car places offer these where they'll actually rent you out an easy pass that's prepaid, and you pay $15 a day, and all the tolls are covered. So we went all the way up to New York, Got this, you know, got 400 pounds of this product to bring back, which also sounds like I was smuggling drugs, but I wasn't, I promise you. Okay. And you just sniffed right when I said that, Sarah. Everyone's, that's, that's like you it's literally, my, my that's nose like runs. you literally hinting like, he's bringing in cocaine. <laughs> I would never, I would never, no, I didn't even. You might as well have brought out like a $20 bill, rolled it up, he's going, I would mm. never even think about that. Okay, well, anyways. Um, so, on the way there, though, like, I'm there, and I go, like, I'm going to bring pizza. So, I bring back all these pizzas from this really awesome pizza joint in Queens called Brothers that's been there for, like, ever. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. But that's it. Like, so, I mean, I'm telling you, traffic, though, was miserable, Sarah. Great. Okay? As a man that went to New York to literally just for an hour yesterday. I was in New York for a whole hour yesterday to pick up product and to pick up pizza. Okay. Not cocaine. Please, if anyone from the Drug Administration, like DEA is listening, there was no cocaine no one. involved. Believe me, no one is listening from the DEA. They're fascinated with Comet Ping Pong Pizza here in Northwest D.C. That's where they're focused today, so you can say what you Oof. want. Um, all right, this story, I, first of all, I came in today and I said to you, I go, do you know this guy who owns a pizzeria in Northwest D.C. and it's called Comet Ping Pong Pizza? I feel like I've met him once because a friend of mine used to manage it, like one of our old college friends used to manage the place and we would go there quite frequently but like i don't know him personally the guy's name is J- james alfantis i think i'm saying that right sure at yeah, this sure. point Alphantis. sarah the less you say his name probably the better he's gotten a lot of bad press <laughs> yeah. recently but anyway the new york times picked up this story and yesterday you know i'm, I'm, I'm scrolling through my facebook and I, i'm seeing a lot of shares for comet ping pong pizza and i've been there i've eaten there at comet mm-hmm. so I click on it, and there is this detailed, and I'm not talking like one or two links. I think you kind of went down the rabbit hole, too. All these links saying that this owner of the pizzeria essentially was running an elite child pedophilia ring that was in a roundabout way involving Hillary Clinton. And the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party, right? All from these Podesta emails, okay? Like, there's there were some emails that showed up about a meeting at Ping Pong. A meeting at Ping Pong in which a fundraiser was discussed or and something like that. And the fundraiser, I guess, is... At this point, there's been a lot, I guess, a rumor going around some of the conservative social areas or conservative news sites okay. that there is a, an elite occult that is run by the Democratic Party in which the members have sex with little boys and little girls. Okay? The story is bananas. It's bananas. But well, here's they were the, looking okay. like, okay, so and the, supposedly they were just looking to try to cross, all right, well, where is there another connection? They're always looking for these connections and they will reach far for any sort of connection. And I guess there was an email about a charity event that was going on there, or a charity event they wanted to throw there for the Democratic Party, in which it didn't go down. And I guess because they have a kids' room, like a craft room for kids to play in, they have ping pong, everyone goes, oh, this must be the place where they're having all the kids. Because look at all the pictures of the owner with kids. Look at all – it's like, well, yeah, he has a family-friendly establishment, you know? Well, and at this point, there is no evidence at all, but this man's business is basically being ruined. Um, There's no evidence at all that... This any of these rumors are true, but someone went to huge great lengths on Reddit and 4chan to then take photos from his Instagram. Then they went on to employees' Instagrams, and there's all these kids in various like I don't know. One kid's got her hands taped down on a comic ping pong there at the uh, at the the pizzeria, and that picture was posted. And apparently that means something. Then there was a picture posted on their Instagram of a dad and a little boy with like these beads around it, and there's saying that in the child pedophilia world that basically means like something sexual about a kid. So the crazy part is when you start going down this rabbit hole, you're like, fuck, 
I know this is a fake news story, but the, I hate but people that they are create looking, doubt. People are just, but it's not doubt though, Sarah. They're literally digging through, right? If you're telling me that's like if they found well, a picture. Here's the thing: how could they like? It's like when you think of it, you look at our Instagrams, right? Okay. I don't even think we could get a kid to get on ours. Like, I mean, but no, but hold on, Sarah. I don't have kids though. Like, I look at this. If someone all of a he sudden doesn't dunk- either, though, that's the weird part. Yeah, but he owns literally the place. Is a, I don't go to Comet Pink. I don't go to Comet Pizzeria because it's a family friendly establishment. You know what I mean? It's not meant for me to go. It's families. Everyone I know that has kids. Everyone I know that lives in that area. That's all the, like, with you know, married kids stuff like that. That's where they go. That's where they spend their time. So this is being used. Or hashtag PizzaGate is the hashtag that's being used. Now the story has been picked up by the New York Times. It's also in the Washington City paper. But uh, here's some of the story from the Times. For more than two weeks, Comet has struggled to deal with the abusive social media comments and um, to protect photos of their own children. This is for employees, okay, uh, which were used in false articles as evidence that the pizza restaurant was running a pedophilia ring. Uh, one person even visited Comet Ping Pong to investigate the allegations for himself. To combat the fake news tide, Mr. Elefantis has contacted the FBI and the local police and has asked Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Reddit to remove the articles. Yet the misinformation continues to spread, growing into the theory now known as hashtag Pizzagate that has traveled all the way to Ireland. At one point, Comet's staff counted five Pizzagate Twitter posts a minute as recently as this past Sunday night with people commenting, don't let up. Hashtag Pizzagate everywhere. I'm going to say this. It's the same people that think that Obama is the leader of ISIS, a Muslim, and from Kenya are the same people that are sharing this story. Like, when you read it, Sarah, it's completely it's so asinine. It doesn't make any sense, okay? And the problem is the FBI, which also which is messed up, is people don't realize natural protocol. And so they're going, yeah, but when the FBI was questioned, they didn't deny the existence of uh, of them actually of the uh, what do you call it? like an existence of um well so here in the in the New York Times and this okay. this is like hurting the guy right in some ways but in a statement DC Police Department said it's monitoring the situation and is quote aware of general threats being made against the pizzeria okay so now the right they're protecting the pizzeria right so they're saying there's absolutely no evidence the now, FBI the, the FBI says quote does not confirm or deny the existence of an investigation of Comet. So the problem is, is that people are taking that and going, well, that's well the also, FBI isn't denying that they're not investigating you, but they're not saying that they're investigating And from what I read, the actual quote was that the FBI doesn't deny or confirm any ongoing investigations. Which to me means, well, hey guys, I could, like you know. So for instance, if I called the F- if all of a sudden we have thirty people call the FBI right. and say Sarah is actually Bigfoot, you know, and she just shaves all the time, you guys got to do an investigation on that. After they get so many things, they have to do an investigation, right? Right. Well, an investigation is going to take more than three days or thirty six hours, in which this became a crazy news story thanks to social media. So they can't confirm or deny any ongoing investigation until they know internally that hey, we are or we aren't doing an investigation. So I think it's just kind of ass, and they're taking they're taking that whole quote out of context. You know what I mean? Right, right. I know. I mean, look, People I think it's for sad stuff. for this guy because he is innocent. Um, the most troubling part. This is a direct quote from the Times. For Mr. Elefantes and the staff has been the use of children's images infiltrated from or, or taken from the restaurant's social media pages and personal accounts of friends who had, quote, liked Comet Ping Pong online. Those photos have been used across dozens of websites. Parents who declined to talk publicly for fear of retribution have hired lawyers to get the photos removed. So that's the only part that doesn't make sense to me, too, though. So wait, where is Comet using... He owns using- a family-run... He owns a family establishment, Sarah. When you go in there, it's literally families upon families. You feel like you're at a Chuck E. Cheese or, like, some pizza buffet somewhere. You know what I mean? And so clearly that's a big part of their advertising. They have social media. They're going to show happy families with kids sitting there playing ping pong in their craft room. Because guess what that makes? Parents that see that go, oh, my God, this is a great place for me to take my kids. I don't have to worry about them being loud, annoying customers, annoying patrons. D.C. in all reality, Sarah, which, I mean, you know, is D.C. proper isn't that kid friendly. You know, there's a handful of establishments. There's the zoo. Well, no, but I'm saying like restaurant wise. Like, you know what I mean? There aren't places like, Ugh. so like if you're, why the hell did my phone I just beep? That. All right. Well, anyways, there's not really that many. Like I can literally think of maybe six, seven restaurants that actually advertise a kid's night or offer a kid's meal of, or a kid's menu of some sort. You know what I mean? In DC proper. Comet is one of those places that gears towards kids and families. How do you think this guy 
Do you it's think ping Comet? Pong. Right, right. Ping but, pong in a craft room. As drunk as I can get, I still don't enjoy that as much as a kid. Do you think this guy survives this um, fake news story, or do you think Comet? Yeah. You do? Because here's the thing, though. His business isn't coming from someone that lives in Oklahoma that's a conspiracy theorist. They're never coming to D.C., and they're never going to go to his pizzeria anyways. It is in the neighborhood of Chevy Chase, okay? Those people are super rich, super, you know, educated. They're not going to sit there and just go, well, I can't take my kid there. I read a news story on Reddit. That's not that audience. They're going to be totally fine anyways. It's just really? annoying because they're getting de- – it's not their audience, you know? That's like if all – I don't know. You you look at um, – Oh, well, I mean – It's like if a barbecue joint, you know? I don't know. If a barbecue joint sat there and they were supposedly accused of, you know, hating Muslims and da-da-da, and it was all complete accusations, in all realities, they don't really have to care because their audience – the Muslims were going to eat there anyways. It was all pork. You know what I mean? So, like, the people that are the ones that are accusing them or saying anything like that or maybe believing in this crazy conspiracy theory, Sarah, aren't the ones that live in Chevy Chase and going there. Well, it's sad for this guy, and it will be interesting to see what happens. And if you have an entire half a day to go through this rabbit hole of – I mean, what I don't get is, like, who did this guy piss off that someone took the time – I mean, you saw the detailed postings on, like, Reddit. For, I'm like, damn. Well, didn't you, you see that? I guess one – maybe I'm just reading this wrong, but I – felt that when I was reading that, one of the connections I saw was that the owner of Ping Pong, his ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend is a Republican, is the, or like, or, no, it was like his, his ex-boyfriend's brother is like the head of this, like, um, Democratic think tank that, like, fights against false news stories about Hillary Clinton and other Democratic candidates. Oh, my God. I know. I want to look and so, for like, the name of that like, he seemed like he would also, you know, I mean, he seemed like a target for, you know, like a political target when you read, like, the connections. And I think people just looking for... You know, looking just for connections. That's it. They're not going to say that because he went to the coffee shop every day. That's it. But they're like, oh, but look at he has actually ties. His brother used to date the guy that owns this place. Right. So they're Which, again, saying, I don't know if that's actually true because I don't want to say this guy. Like, I don't know. But I, did I read that right? Well, James Alfontis, this is according to um, Eater.com, picked up the story. Uh, Alfontis, who was previously in a relationship with Republican-turned-Democratic operative David Brock. Okay. The messages seem innocent enough, but the alt-right conspiracy theorists believe Leave, they're actually code referring to sex trafficking of minors. I'm just going to throw it out there, too, that if, you know, whenever you start something out with, you know, neo-Nazi theorists believe this, I'm not going to believe it that much. The all right, man, they are crazy. I can't wait to see what they come up with for this podcast. I say that, and then it will be something we don't even think about. We'll be doing dogs and cats. It'll be, like, even worse. Anyway, uh, so, like, if you want to go down, it, it's a long rabbit hole. But it's sad for this guy because... I don't know. I know you're optimistic about his business surviving, but I'm not sure how. Um, there's now an easy bake oven for adults. I know you actually know how to cook, so you would not be interested in this at all. But why would I want an easy bake oven? That's why I'm confused about. Well, it's basically being the cure. It's being called like the Keurig of easy bake for adults. So essentially, what you do is it's. Um, you mix up like an already packaged cookie mix, just like you would like a Toll House cookie mix. But this thing is like a little hot pot and will make you like four cookies, just like a small easy bake oven would almost instantly. So it's like 10 minutes and then they're done. So it's a, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a toaster oven. People do realize that they can sit there and do that same shit in a toaster oven. Turn on the temperature a little bit. Can you? Can you make cookies, like good cookies, in a toaster oven? You can do it in anything, sir. I can make it in a car. You know what I mean? If it gets hot enough. It's called the chip. All you need is, if you think, all they're doing is they, just, they have a heating element on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, put the dough on this. And then you put the top on. So as opposed to having this big oven where now you have air circulating, now it's a smaller area. It'll get warmer faster. And it'll bake the cookies in, what, 10 minutes? That's not an easy bake oven. I mean, that's just an oven. It's called Chip Smart Cookie Oven. Fresh cookies in under 10 minutes. But they say you don't have all the hassle of baking everything, doing a huge, um, you know, the hassle. Them. It's oh, but Hold on. Okay, a huge sheet. You know you can make four cookies. Well, but what they're saying is they offer a lot of the flavors. So there's 25 different cookie dough fil- flavors that are available. So what you could do is mix and match. So if you want a chocolate chip cookie, a funfetti cookie, a peanut butter Nutella cookie, like normally but you they have to bake an a individual batch. size. Right. But, I mean, they, hold on, though. I'm going to throw this out there, too. I have been a guy to make six different cookies. You, you know, you can just put different toppings. You can kind of change. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, look, I think it's because chef. people are used to looking at a recipe and they go, well, if this says it's going to make 12 and I only want six, I can't make this recipe. Or you could just cut the recipe in half. 
I, I, you know what I mean? It's pretty much just basic math. Like, if it makes 12 and you want three, just cut the recipe. It'll cost you over $50 for this little thing, this little easy bake for adults. I mean, cool. Honestly, I would totally get it for somebody that, you know, I would get it for you. <laughs> You're def- you were you were exact kind of person no, I would buy this for. I'm asking for a KitchenAid mixer for Christmas so I can really cook. Let's start you off with the fucking uh, no, with the easy bake I've oven first. I've already done that. I know what I'm doing. I mean, please. Um, I wanted to throw this out there too. You know, over the weekend we had uh, Dan had a soccer event. Like mm-hmm. they call it their annual soccer ball. And I wanted to find out if you think I'm hurting Dan's career or helping his career. Well, can I make one quick comment about the KitchenAid mixer? Sure. That's like a teenager saying, "I want to learn how to drive. Buy me a Ferrari." <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm I, I know how to drive now. I think I like, yeah, I want to start driving on the regular. So give me a Ferrari. And I do. I've been doing pleated for the past like two or three Sarah, years. That's not cooking. Do you even know how to cut? You know, what? we should baker. do a video. We should do a video of of you trying to cut something and you cutting stuff. <laughs> All right, fine. Anything. Give me anything. I could slice anything. Cucumbers. I can. I can uh, slice a cucumber. What do you want me to learn how to cut? No, I know how saying. to peel ginger and slice. Slice and dice. That's your slice and dice sound effect. So just the case. You throw me anything. You want to give me four ingredients and you want me to make something? I can guarantee you I will. All right. I'm just looking. I actually want to. What do you want to do? I think I want to come over one day and have you cook something. Not from plated. You actually have to go buy the ingredients from a store. What do you want me to make? Pasta. You want me to make chicken breast sauteed with capers done. Chicken breast sauteed with capers? Yeah, absolutely. Is that all it is? That actually sounds really good. I'm ready. I can do it. Okay. So, um... And then we'll get. Then we'll talk about a KitchenAid mixer. A KitchenAid mixer is like when you're doing well, a lot I'm, from I'm scratch. Gonna make, I've realized I'm going to make breads. I'm going to make my own breads and, um, you know, little treats for you Dan. You do have the KitchenAid mixer is just going to mix it, and then you're still going to have to do a lot of, like, you know, the proofing and all that stuff sure. outside. I don't to read a recipe. Okay. This is going to be exciting. <laughs> I cannot wait for... I love homemade bread. Actually, you know what? I'm thinking when you start doing all this, I would actually like to come eat at your place more regularly. Could you cook for me as well? Sure. Add me on the list because... You don't want to come over, though, because we eat dinner at like 5.30. You don't want to eat that Well, here's the thing is I'll grab... What you do is you bring it the next day, and I'll just eat that for my lunch the next day. Oh, all right. Yeah, You know, I'll do that because I guarantee you with all the bouts of food poisoning I'll get from you, I'll be so skinny in no time. (laughs) You're so full of it. I never make Dan sick. Or is that why he's so skinny? Because he hides it. Maybe that's why he spends so much time at soccer practice. Oh, he's going to use the toilet there? Because he's dying from the inside. His insides are rotting. So I want your advice. I want your opinion on this. Okay. So this past weekend, he has this holiday party, right? The soccer ball. soccer ball, right. So we go, and he'd said beforehand that they had given some of the employees, like, a hotel room to stay the night at this this event. But we had said, now we're not going to, because we had a lot going on the next day. And, um, you know, before we went to the party, I said, you know, how long do you want to stay? And and, in all fairness, it's like uh, the party started, I think, at 6.30. And went till 10. So I'm like, you know, we'll stay. the first thing you ask him is, how long are we going to (laughs) stay? All right, and we're talking about in all fairness here. So, no, finish your story. Yeah, okay, I'm just so taking notes right here. We did. I, I asked him, all right, how long do you want to stay? A couple hours is good. And and he had said at the time, like, 9.30 and we'll be out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So, we go to the party, but everyone is, like, having a great time and drinking and the board people want to, you know, party and want us to stay and party. And then 9.30 rolls around. And I'm not going to lie. I was, like, ready to go. Like, I'm tired. You know, I've said it hide everybody. I'm ready to roll out. But I feel a little bit like and we left but I feel and I said to Dan if you know if you want to stay we'll we'll stay you know whatever but I feel like am I hurting his career like should when everybody's ready to party do you mm-hmm. need to just like jump in and I'm gonna bring up a, I think a great example okay which I know I should be team Sarah but I'm gonna go team Dan this time okay oh, you're right. always team Dan no I'm not I'm always team Sarah hello okay <laughs> team Dan though on this one and it's just because this Example number one, okay, for the plaintiff. The last live show. Actually, any live show. When are when do we say the shows end? Well, they usually end around 10, 30, 11. 10, 30. What time do we actually get out of here after you sat around for about an hour speaking to everybody? <laughs> Midnight. Midnight, 11, 30. So now, every event he's shown up with you, you say it's going to go until a certain time. It's actually scheduled on the internet until a certain time, and you end up sticking around for an hour to an hour and a half afterwards. Every event, right? And he comes to all the shows. Okay. All right? He asks you to go to one soccer event. But 
one soccer ball. No, 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 no. The plaintiff is still uh, showing his uh, showing my facts here. Okay, okay, okay. Objection. <laughs> All right. He is sitting there. He has to go to one soccer event, all right, that started at what? You said 6.30? 6.30. And we were there. We got there a little after 7. Okay, so a little after 7. He told you, let's be here for two hours, two and a half hours. If it's boring, boom, whatever, we'll leave, okay? He starts having a good time. This is the first night that I've actually heard about him actually picking the date night, okay? Because you pick every restaurant. You pick every other date night. He goes, just this one event. And 9.30 rolls around. He's having a great time. People are talking. You know, he's making good connections. Again, the only night of the year he gets to make connections with these people. And you go, yeah, let's go. Let's get out of here. So, okay, well, now I feel really bad. With how many shows, like, at least if anything, you should, like, I would have looked at this. I would have, if I was Dan, I would have looked at him and been like, I'm sorry. I'm going to keep track of every minute that I've stayed after <laughs> your live shows. And at this point, you owe me. If we're here until 5 in the morning, you still can't say shit. He probably will now. Yeah, because I, I, that's what you, like, I mean, whenever I plan on going to but an event, whenever I plan on going to something like that, like, it's one thing if it's like, oh, hey, we're going to a happy hour, then we're going to dinner, right? But if it's an event, and every relationship I've been in, if it's an actual event where they go, hey, our friends are inviting us over for this thing, it starts at this time, blah, 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 I make sure that I clear out my entire night, okay? And I don't, you can't, because if they're having a boring time, trust that Dan's going to want to leave more than you if it sucks. So if you want to leave at 9.30, he would have been like, all right, let's get the hell out of here. But if he's having a good time, you just got to suck it up and do it, man. I feel really bad. I feel like we probably should have got the hotel. We should have stayed. Oh, my God. Then... I'm just thinking, oh, poor Dan. I'm thinking about how many times he's had to go to all these fucking fashion events with you. I don't even make him go. I don't take him but to even any of those. Okay, even still, if he went to one of those events, he has to sit there, and literally the only person he knows in the room is me, usually. And he's like, shit, I can either sit there and talk to Sammy for five minutes, but then he's going to just bail on me anyways to go talk to a girl or like Dan is a trooper okay an hour and a half after every show see if anything you should have at least waited to like 11 and then you could have been like hey Dano do you call him Dano by the way yeah sometimes do you ever call him Dan the man um well no how about Lieutenant Dan and you make him get on all four (laughs) and get him on his knees and like (laughs) Lieutenant Dan no No, I'll try that though you should be like no I call him Dano sometimes I call him Danny you should have a Lieutenant Um, Dan night where he just is on his knees the entire night and like you did I mean think about it I think you know he yeah there's various you can eat shrimp I think my brother once tried to call him Dan Hole the Manhole, and he didn't like that Dan Hole the Manhole is a great one. <laughs> Do you actually call his... You should call it Dan Hole the Manhole. <laughs> Dan, I'm really upset. Take your finger and Dan just like... like not happy at all. You know, Dan give it a little Hall. tap on the outside, and just go like, oh, Dan Hole the Manhole. He does not like Ask if the Ninja Turtles are there. <laughs> No? Oh, wait, what were we talking about again? Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, so, I feel like I've heard it, yeah, but now what do I do? You should have waited till 11 and then said something, because at least by then you could have been like, oh, hey, Dan, I don't make you ever wait more than an hour and a half after our live shows. It's about an I hour and a half. I feel so bad. Well, the, the thing I feel bad, okay, so I feel bad about that, but then he's got a guy's night out coming up, like they're hauling. So, I so that doesn't make up him. for it. That doesn't. It's a different people. Are any of those people part of the board of directors for the soccer? No. So that doesn't really help out his career, Sarah. The, his boys night out. I know. They like him anyway. I know. Okay, here I'm going to tell you my but advice. I don't know how to, they only seem to do it once a year, so I don't know how to get him like actually. My advice. Okay. I, I think I messed it up. Advice that I would give you. What? All right. At this point, knowing guys, and if Dan was me, I probably don't even remember that happened anymore at this point. Like, I'm already over it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, good. Okay. So, at this point, I feel like if you bring it up and you bring up how much like you owe him and how guilty you feel, if I was Dan, in my head, I would start clicking. i go, oh, shit, I can get something out of this. Okay. All right. So, I think at this point, if you just ignore and act like everything was fine and just hope that he doesn't listen to this episode, you know. Oh, he listens to every episode. So, I know he's Well, then he's going to bring it up after this episode. <laughs> but at least you can postpone it until maybe halfway through your vacation in Detroit. Oh, good. Okay. Well, there okay. you go. Anyway. Yeah. Um, by the way, you can always weigh in on our topics. We, you can email us. Sammy K at hayfrage.com, S-A-M-Y-K, or Sarah, with an H, S-A-R-A-H, at hayfrage.com. We have a phone number, 207-613-6695. We have more voice messages. I just haven't gotten them yet. But leave a message. We'll, we listen to them all, and we will respond. Um, so you can email us or follow us on social media, too, at hayfrage on Twitter and Instagram, Hayfrage Show on Snapchat. Sammy is the... Sammy K on all social media outlets. So you can weigh in and let us know what you think. I don't know how to make it up to him. I really don't. So now just I feel don't so bring bad it up. about just, his career. Look, at, you don't bring it up until he brings it up, and then you're kind of, you know, then you just really gotta, 
I mean, I don't know. Then you're screwed. Oh, I know. I just, I don't know why I don't think ahead about this stuff. I should have just oh. gotten the hotel room. And then what I could have done is gone upstairs to the hotel room at like 11 o'clock. And he could have raged on. And then he would have just came up there, plowed yeah. you, and gone to bed. Okay. I mean, it would have been an easy night. I would have, been, I would have already been asleep. Um, Amherst, Massachusetts. Sammy, this is my old stomping grounds, which I feel like is why you need to meet this woman. Um, an unidentified woman living in Northampton, Mass, um, was arrested after she tried to get into the monkey bar there by using a piece of pizza as her ID. She went to a place called the monkey bar. <laughs> she is perfect. Uh, there's not a lot of further information about the woman's ID. She allegedly presented a piece of pizza to a bouncer in hopes of gaining entry into the establishment. But I'm confused. Was there a cover? No, but they wanted. They there was no cover, but they wanted to see ID. Okay. Well, what's wrong with a piece of pizza? Well, she was informed that the pizza was not a valid means of gaining entry to the establishment. Then the woman slapped the doorman in the face, which is then why police were called. Oh, okay. The slapping thing. That's where I'm not. No, see, Sarah. No, not down with that. Oh, you're not into the violence. Okay. No violence. Oh my God. No. If you're that, I know a lot of people like that, right? And everyone's been on a date with somebody before that they sit there and they go off at a. That's definitely not the girl, by the way. There's no way that's the girl that did it. That girl's way too cute. I just think it's hysterical that she had, like, a piece of pizza in her purse and she whips that out. I feel like that's hysterical and tries to use that as the ID. I mean, Sorry. I would. I mean, think, actually, you know what? Patent pending, Sarah. <gasps> you have your newest idea? No, I don't know if you want to no. say it. You were talking about this. You know how you were saying, Sammy, you know how podcasts make money? Products. Yes. Right? They need a really good product. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. I said it three times, so it's especially legal right now. You need to create an insert for women's purses that just fit a slice of pizza. So you can have your purse, right? It's just like a plastic triangle-shaped insert that, you know, lays in your purse. So you're like, shit, man, I want to take this pizza with me, but no one wants to carry a box. You can't just put it in there because you don't want, you know, makeup and mascara and your keys to rub on Why it. Why wouldn't you just so, get it to go bag? Because, Sarah, it's a bag. It's a separate box. You look... Like, you want how cute are you going to look showing up on a date, Sarah? When you have a pizza box in your hand, okay? And you smell like pepperoni or but sausage. That's fine. You're in a bar. No one's going to notice the smell because the bar smells anyways. Put it in this little plastic container, and you know, if you don't want to be part of this, I'll do it myself. Okay? <laughs> this is a genius idea. Right now, Austin, our is literally like smiling, nodding his head. He's like, "Holy shit! I think I, think I can drop out of college to stay now." Awake. He looks no. like he's really tired today, Austin. Are you beat? Uh, no. <laughs> I think that's the no. <laughs> Oh my god, Austin's one word answer. All right, fine. I mean, I'll, I'll do it. Get involved. Dude, the pizza I, I, purse. Are you interested in the pizza purse? If you had a, a, a little inlet you could put in your purse, right, and you could take it and you could have a slice of pizza with you, because think about it. All of a sudden, you're sitting there two and a half hours later, you're outside with your girls waiting for an Uber. Everyone else is like, I'm hungry. I can't wait to go home and eat some hummus. You go, fuck you, bitches. <laughs> Open up your purse. Zam! There's slice the of za. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, actually. Save this. Yeah. Note this. I patent like it. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. I love it. Um, did you realize that Tila Tequila was here at this uh, Maggiano's alt-right party that I'm now... I'm just throwing it out there. I am very confused as to how an Asian porn star lesbian can somehow be a neo-Nazi conservative. <laughs> okay? I can't be the only one who put all it together. I was like, this makes no fucking... Like, clearly someone is really looking to get her MySpace followers back. But wait, wait, wait. Had you, did you realize prior to this story that she was, um, like, racist and, and like... Well, yeah, no, I've read some things because she said some... She said the N-word a few times on her Twitter. Yeah. Like, I had read stories about that. And I'm like, here's the thing. I also one of those people that I don't follow Tila Tequila that much. Me you know? neither. So it wasn't until all of a sudden someone was showing me this picture. They go, dude, look at these Nazis at this party in D.C. They're like Sig Heiling at this restaurant, Maggiano's. And then I looked, and I was like, dude, that's Tila Tequila. It was crazy. So anyhow, I don't follow Tila Tequila either, but she's known for her her constant rants and radical views on Twitter. But she came to D.C. this past weekend, and then there was a alt-right party held at Maggiano's. Now, Maggiano's, the restaurant, is coming out this morning and saying, look, we had no idea. It was a last-minute booking. We don't support this. We're not in favor. But, and- but, too little, too late, their first response was was to make fun of it and compare the neo-Nazis having a party there to Bernie Sanders rallies or uh, what Sa- Sasha oh, or Malia? Who's older? Someone would have had a, a birthday. Oh, my God. Uh, Sasha's of, older. Sasha, Sa- okay, Sasha's graduation party or some shit like that. Like, you cannot... And then they got tons of backlash. People like, you cannot compare... Like, it's one thing that they called up an hour and a half before they arrived, gave a fake name, 
and had this reservation that was huge, that's one thing, right? A restaurant, you can't blame them for that. Now, had they said that off the bat, yes. But they came out and they made a joke about it, saying the only party they the, the only party they really care about are parties with lasagna and meatballs. You know what I mean? That statement probably did not help them. Yeah, yeah you're right. No. Uh, the other really controversial and sad part about this thing was they did a Hail Hitler sign salute at the end, which was nuts. And Tila Tequila posted that picture. They were all doing that. They were saying, I mean, did you see some of the it's speeches mostly, from this weekend? It was mostly white men from this party, or from, just no, from. They were in town doing. A, they were in town for a convention, like meeting and having stuff like that. And they had a bunch of like meetings and like speeches and stuff. I mean, the stuff they were saying, saying that you know white people need to need to know that you, you know they need you. You don't need them. The other races can't survive without us. I mean, like insane shit. And these people were there after everything. They were saying, you know, I believe they said, "Hail President Trump." Like, crazy shit like that, man. I know. It is. This party is really, really, you know, this is also making national headlines. But they call themselves alt-right because people don't like the word neo-Nazi. Or aren't they called, by the way, aren't they called nationalists? um, The white nationalists? White nationalists. Which is just another term for for KKK, white supremacist, you're racist. That's it. When it comes down to it. Uh, Sammy said there was some, as Sammy mentioned, there was some back and forth, but the restaurant did say we want to sincerely apologize to the community for inadvertently hosting this meeting, which resulted in hateful sentiment. We Too want you to, late. to know at the suggestion of one of our guests, we are donating the profits from our restaurant sales on Friday, $10,000 to the D.C. Office of Anti-Defamation League, which for decades has been working to bring people together in peace and understanding. Yeah. I think wow. the issue is their first response. You know what I mean? Like, they could just sat there and not responded until they got something, but they decided to just release a joke right off the bat. Yeah, their first um, tweet, which has now been deleted, was, we were the inadvertent site of a protest that disrupted our restaurant. Later in the post, it cited other events that the restaurant had hosted. We hosted Malia Obama's high school graduation party. There you go, Malia. A community breakfast meeting for Donald Trump in Chicago and a private dinner for Bernie Sanders in Philadelphia, as if neo-Nazis are somehow as benign as the Bernie uh, brothers. So, anyway, um, the post uh, has been, as I mentioned, edited. But, wow, what a weekend. And who knew that about Tila Zakila? I mean, who really cares? I think she did it just because she's like, how do I get people to talk to me, talk about me again? Sad. I'll become a racist. That's great. Oh, my God. Crazy, crazy story. Um, A mom is coming out and saying she's getting a lot of backlash today, saying that if you're a single parent, stop wishing that you had somebody else to help you because raising a kid is just as difficult with a partner as it is as a single parent. Think that's true? You know, do you have a lot of friends or family members that are single moms or single dads? I mean, pretty much one half of my family is single parents. The other half has been married since day one. I think this article, I read this article and I thought, Yikes. I mean, my brother's a single parent, but without my mom helping, my God, the guy would be, like, struggling. But I think what she was – I like, when I read that story, what I gathered from her – and maybe I was reading into this too much, but she was saying that once you have a partner, that just adds – that's more responsibility. So, yeah, you guys can share the responsibility of raising the child together, but now, as a wife, you now have a responsibility not just to your child, but now to the husband, too. So you have two miles that you're trying to, you know, do this. You're trying, you know, if you're, now it's double this, it's double, you know what I mean? You're having to add more. Now you have to make time in your life, not just for the kid and yourself, but now for your husband or, you know, which is what I gathered. But I think she didn't say it quite properly. And so no. it came out as her just being a complete asshole. She comes off as saying, and this is a Salon.com interview if you want to read it, but she says there's a narrative that's taken root in society of hardworking, tired, and overwhelmed single moms. And I am all those things often, but this narrative is sometimes subtly used to support the retro notion that a two-parent family is still best with its implications that it would be easier if I had someone to help me. But my ex-husband, Mike, not his real name, did anything but help. So she basically says that in the so end. So that's like she was saying. I had to, you know, she my had ex- to do a lot. More I had to do a lot more for my somebody. husband because you know we weren't getting along. That's I think the issue is, you know. Yeah, she goes on to basically say that single moms should probably be grateful for what they already have, which I'm sure many single parents are, and so are single dads. Yeah. But I think ultimately, if you have a loving relationship, I would think two people raising a kid is much easier. 
I mean, yeah, but she wasn't in a loving relationship, Sarah. Yeah. So. And she basically argues that essentially you can do it on your own mm-hmm. and stop wishing for someone else to help you because, like you said, with that comes more issue. Interesting read, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have up, or I want to get up, uh, last Monday we went to, we, we put out a little notice, um, and if you didn't see it on my Instagram, but there was a really powerful, I guess, meme, if you will, about... Um, Essential unity and I'm with you. And, yeah. and it read, you know, if you wear a hijab, I'll sit next to you on a train. So anyhow, that kind of inspired us to go, hey, let's film our own message of unity. Because things are just so, as we see with this whole white nationalist party, it's things are so divided and hate-filled right now. And people are really fearful and, you know, and rightfully so. So we wanted to make this message. We got a bunch of our listeners and friends and strangers in DuPont Circle on Monday. Here, I'll give this to you so you can play a little clip of it. Um, and the video's on YouTube. It's also on um, this, our social medias. You can check it check it out on Facebook if you follow me, which is Hey Frage Podcast. Um, but it's on our YouTube, so if you follow Hey Frage, you'll find it there. It's the first thing featuring Sammy. But we wrote a little statement about just being together and accepting everyone, whether you're trans, a woman, a veteran, uh, LGBTQ, the entire thing. So I wanted to play a little clip for you, um, and then you can see the whole video, too. Will you read a couple lines? Yes! Oh, I love that woman. All right. Is there any time? If I agree, you have to stand in with me crying. Sometimes I'm afraid of what I don't know. But I promise you, my heart will be open. I am trans. When the world's voice is against you, I promise to use mine, even if it shakes. I am a veteran. If no one wants you, I will take you in. My house is your house. I am a refugee. People may laugh at you. They may push you down. Grab my hand. I'll help you up. I am a woman. When there are people who don't believe you and cast doubt, I know your story. I am a survivor. They may judge. They may only see the color of my skin. Their judgment is not my judgment. I'm a person of color. The path today can seem scary, uncertain, and fearful. But together, we got this when we stand hand in hand. And I really genuinely believe all of it. We have to record yes. hugs. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm joining here too. Hugs. Much fun. So thank you guys for everybody, Sahir and Alicia and so many more people that came out. Um, Karen, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you like it because Sammy and I wanted to do something just to sort of bring us together and in some small way, hopefully we can help impact that. Mm-hmm. So My mom anyway. loved it, by the way. Oh, she did? She called me. She was all like, oh, my God, hi, baby. That was so sweet. Mama Z. Mama Z. Um, so anyway, check it out this weekend and, and share it if you like it. You were going to bring up something, though. I was going to tell you this, and I had a question. I mean, you were talking about you and Dan's relationship, right? And so I yeah. want to ask this. Can you do... Can you help your significant other's friends do untrustworthy things and them still trust you? Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Can I help... It would be essentially, can I help Dan's friends do untrustworthy things? Can you help them do untrustworthy things, but yet still have the person in your relationship trust you? Or is that like a slope? What would you be asking me? So, like, like, here, here's the example I'm going to give you, okay? Over the weekend, a friend of this girl I'm seeing, right? Okay. She happened to have a little bit of a love mark on her neck. Okay. Okay. Problem is, that's totally fine. No issues with a hickey, right? But she was going to see another guy later on that night, right? Because she had a different date, right? And so she was like, oh, shit, what do I do? I'm going to get butt, like, like, the next day, the next day, sorry. Okay. She's like, so what am I going to do? And, you know, everyone else, the basic answers are what? Put on makeup. I would you know, say, wear yeah, a turtleneck, okay. right? Scarf, yep. And everyone's like, okay, but that's basic. Like, if it rubs, if I'm out there, you know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to find in a turtleneck that's so obvious. It's supposed to be warm the next day. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And so I chime in. I go, okay, with, I mean, in my head, I'm just trying to help here, helping out, you know, this lady friend that I have, helping out her friend. Okay. And I go, and I say, you know what you should do? I mean, this is what a guy would do, because no one's going to question this. Take your fucking straight iron and just, like, nick where the hickey is really quick and just leave yourself a little vertical, like, burn, because it'll be gone in a couple days anyways. And that way, if he sees it, he's going to be like, is that a hickey? Be like, look at it. It's a burn. It's for my, it's for my like, iron. And then everyone there is like... 
oh my god, that is so genius. Because no guy's going to question that. You know, but if a guy sees makeup smudged off, he sees you wearing a turtleneck and it's warm out, that's a red flag for a guy. You know what I mean? But wait, what's untrustworthy about that? I don't well, think that's Well, the thing is, because it was so, they were like, that is so deceptive. And you oh. thought about it so easily, Sammy, that now I'm worried that, you know, because the looks I got, they're like, that's genius, that's genius. But now I'm afraid, like, well, I just helped her do something really untrustworthy. Now, does that mean that I'm automatic, like, you know, is she going to take that as me being untrustworthy? Like, can you help your friends do untrustworthy things and still be a good person? Ooh, that's a great question. Like, can you, you know I what I mean? Think like, you I... help Dan's friend get away with cheating, okay? Okay, that's not good. No, that's no, no, not but you help, person. but I mean, in theory, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, you help Dan's friend get away with cheating. Now... Does that make you look like you could easily do that in front of Dan? See, I or... have only... Uh, that's a great question. Because I've only helped one dear friend that I Because to me, I was trying cheating. to help. You know what I mean? I was literally trying to help sure. a friend. Like, I was doing what am I... Like, my only tie to this relationship is, you know, clear this girl. I don't know the guy she's out with. So I have no loyalty to them. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to help her out. But yet, I wonder if now in the back of the lady friend's mind, she's going, this fucker can lie. And he can lie really well. That's a great question. Because I am trying to think of anybody that... I mean, you have a unique mind, so I would just play it off as that. I don't think that your significant other will think any different. I mean, are you sure? that? Like, would Dan, how would Dan react to that? Well, I think Dan now, nothing surprises Dan. So I think if he thought that I'd come up with an elaborate scheme for someone, he'd probably be like... He'd probably just be like, like that's well, my yeah, girl. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Love her. I feel like that would be... Yeah, I mean... I feel like, you know, your your lady friend needs to just get used to the fact that you can come up with a lot of crazy situations. That's who you are. But it doesn't mean you're deceptive at all. You're a very honest person. In fact, you're probably too honest. I mean, that's actually an issue. I've been told, have you been told that before? I've recently <laughs> yes, been told that. Yes, I think that. we're both too They're honest. They're like, you are too honest. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Like this one time, like she left, right? And I was just, cr- I was like hanging out at her place because I was going to like, I was coming to the show later on. And so like she walked out and I was like, because like, you know, I'm not at the point that I feel comfortable just like taking huge dumps at her place <laughs> yet, right? Okay, and so I walked into the bathroom the second oh, she God. left, and I just let it go. Like, not even when she closed the door, I was like, oh, my God, I got to go. My stomach goes hurt, and I went in there. Only 20 seconds later, I hear a knock on the door, and it's her. And I'm like, I haven't even started wiping yet. Like, I'm just getting the sweat wipes. Okay. I'm just getting the sweat off my eyebrows, you know? And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. And I just sat there, and then I tried to, like, I just, like, fuck it, did a quick wipe. Threw it in there, closed the door of the bathroom, ran out, opened the door, and was like, hey, what's up? What's going on? How's it? What's going on? And she's like, what's going on? I just left my, I left my keys. I need my keys. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, here. Walk over here. And I was like right behind her the entire time doing that. Like, just behind her the entire time. And she was like, she goes, why were you acting so fucking weird? Did you do something in my house? And I finally had to fess up. And I was like, honestly, the reason I was acting weird, okay. Oh, you guys crossed that Was threshold. because I had just taken a dump in your place. And I was afraid you were going to judge me for it. It, so that's why. And she goes, okay, you're too fucking honest. You should have just kept that whole story. And I explained her the whole thing about how, like, I had to go, but I was waiting for it. And well, I just didn't want her to find the bathroom. Detail. Again, Sarah, honesty and detail. They're pretty close. <laughs> I would just say if I need to use the restroom. Yeah, but, I mean, the thing is I waited for her to leave, and I just, like, I mean, it was bad. <laughs> Like the cat wouldn't even go in there. And that's where the litter box is. Oh, my God. Well, on that note, that wraps up the show. Oh, that's it? That's oh, it. Shit. That's it.